Hi, my name is Ashton Fish, and I am the SoundMind podcast and blog host. Today, I'm talking with Noah Branson about depression and gratitude. We're talking about how important it is during this time to recognize our pain, but also recognize and live into gratitude. I hope you enjoy this episode today. All right, well, welcome Noah to SoundMind Podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, it's kind of funny to think that I just met you over uh, Zoom right now. Um, you were referenced by uh, Brian James, and I just wanna say thank you so much uh, for being on here today. And uh, for my audience that doesn't know a lot about you, can you share a little bit about um, your journey, where you're at in life? I know you went to Fuller um, Theological Seminary, um, and now you're at Biola's University uh, Counseling Center, but can you explain a little bit more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am in my sixth year of my PsyD program at Fuller. Um, so that's to become a psychologist. And so I'm two months away from graduation, which is awesome. Um, but a little a little background. Um, so grew up um, Christian home, multicultural home. Um, I'm biracial myself um, with my dad's um, white from Kansas and my mom's Chinese. Um, then I have adopted brother from Hong Kong. Um, and so that's definitely shaped kind of who I am and how I think about not only um, psychology, but spirituality, um, being very relational and all encompassing. And so um, so that's really led me to this, this kind of work of really emphasizing how do you work with um, people with psychological well-being, but also like really paying attention to how God is in the midst of that as well. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on here and giving us a new perspective. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about depression um, and gratitude and everything in between. Um, and we wanted to start with a framework. So this is a framework kind of for the, the rest of uh, this podcast and blog. Um, and it's this, we want to hold the tension between embracing pain, but also living into gratitude. And so can you kind of explain that a little bit more of what this framework is before we get into talking about depression? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's this tension that we often have. And so there, there are, some of us tend to um, just focus on the pain of our lives. We, we tend to be a little more Eeyore-esque um, and focusing on um, the things that we didn't do right or didn't go right. It's kind of more hopelessness. Um, and, or there's, we have a tendency often as Christians, um, to just focus on things will always be better and just focus on the good things. Um, again, neither one are, are bad. Um, but when you just focus on pain, it leads to depression. Um, and when you just focus on the good things, it leads to denial or minimization. Um, which often can invalidate people and people's feelings. Um, and so the real way to move forward is to hold both. Um, we need to really acknowledge that there really is pain that we are experiencing. It can be big pain like trauma, or it can be like maybe smaller pain, just like it sucks to be at home right now, right? Yeah. And to my friends. Um, so, but we need to acknowledge that that sucks. Um, without letting it define us. And I think that's the difference is we acknowledge pain without becoming pain. Um, and then we also can fully recognize there really are gifts. There really is blessing and um, things to be grateful for. And so if we can hold that full picture, um, 
that's when we're kind of at our most healthy. That's so good. Yeah, thank you for that framework. And I think that's important. Uh, I like how you just summarized it. If you just focus on pain, that leads to depression. If you just focus on all the good things, then that just kind of leads to denial. And so yeah. where can we kind of find the middle grounds? And I think that's a good framework um, for all of us to live in that tension. Um, to go into a little bit more on depression, what is depression? Yeah. And what are the nuances of depression that we're facing right now in the COVID-19 pandemic? I mean, that, that's just an easy question, I know. It's just really simple, but can you start <laughs> breaking down that a little bit of what is depression and what are these nuances we're facing now? Yeah, so, um, so depression is a clinical term um, that um, is in the, the DSM or the kind of the Bible of psychology um, and diagnoses. And it's usually um, described, there's different symptoms. So it's usually a period of two weeks or more where you are sad more days than not. Um, and it can be things like just straight sadness, but also loss of appetite, not being able to concentrate, um, low self-esteem. Um, you start not um, having the same sort of like pleasure or um, in activities that you like. So say you like you really like reading or talking to friends and it's just not doing it for you anymore mm. um there's usually often hopelessness um and then kind of some self-hatred um and so those are all kind of um the kind of clinical things we talk we think about when we think about defying depression um now there's so much nuance and so to really get into maybe some more nuances of how all of us may be experiencing some symptoms um, or a lot of us of symptoms of depression during this kind of pandemic. Um, I think the things to think about are loneliness, um, loss of purpose, um, which often can lead to hopelessness, um, and, um, and that also then can lead to some anxiety even. So anxiety and depression are quite linked mm, okay. and so um both of them are not focusing on the present um so anxiety is kind of always worried about the future the what ifs the shoulds um depression is always kind of looking backwards uh, the regrets the guilt the shame um and um and the things that the hopelessness that's kind of what it but it, neither of them is fully being here in the present um so um, when we're thinking about just being more isolated right now, and um, we really can recognize that um, loss of connection really affects us as humans. We are yeah. social beings. Um, there's a, a book called Loneliness, and he, do, he did a bunch of research um, on just loneliness and social creatures and realized that if if we are too lonely, um, it leads to a bunch of health problems, including lower immune systems, shortened lifespan, um, and so um, this kind of more pervasive sadness. So like loneliness is a big thing in kind of wrapped in depression um, right now. So figuring out ways to really stay connected with people is going to be important. Um, and then um, this hopelessness part, right? Like Mm -hmm. um the world's crazy right now and things are changing so fast there's so much uncertainty um 
and and so um, there's a there's a lot of just um, how do you acknowledge that this is scary um, while also recognizing this isn't the end and what are yeah. ways to hold on to hope. Um, but I think both of those are kind of right now at least are the ways that depression symptoms and just sadness in general could be unique to this time. Um, I think one thing we have to acknowledge um, that maybe we haven't hit a lot yet is mourning. Um, this pandemic is killing people, right? And so there's a reality that there's going to be um, loss in that way, um, loss of people, um, and that's linked to depression too. It's, it's different in that it's a natural response um, to a loss, um, and mourning is healthy, um, grief is healthy, um, but that's also, it's, it's in the family, and we need to also recognize that that could be a reality for many of us as well. Yeah, thank you, Noah. Thanks for kind of breaking down what that is, because I know depression can be this big topic, and I think you did a really good job at breaking down some of the basic things of what it is. So um, my next question is, what are some things we can do to combat this depression? What are some things we can do to, to help overcome or, or learn to live with in a healthy way? Yeah, so depression is unique to each person, right? Um, it is not one size fits all. Um, the place that we have to begin is recognizing specifically to each person, um, what are you feeling? How would you describe it? Um, some people could say, um, I'm just so hopeless that the world will never be back together again. Mm. Um, some people may say, um, I miss my friends and I, and no one's reaching out to me or I don't want to be a burden and reach out to them. Um, and so there's, there's nuances. And so to begin to combat, we need to name it. We can't fight something that we don't know what it is. And it's going to be unique to each one of us. So finding ways to begin to put language to what we're feeling, um, what are words that really capture that. Um, my challenge to most people is you can't do it in your head. You have to get out of your head. We get so stuck in loops in our head. So whether that's journaling, whether that's just talking to yourself, honestly, um, or talking to other people, um, but ways that then we can put, we can really capture our experience. Um, that's what that framework was. We need to really capture the pain and acknowledge that this sucks. There's different things that really do suck. Don't diminish mm -hmm. it. Don't say like, well, other people have it worse. That's, that's not you though. And like pain is pain. Um, just because like you have a, a cut on your leg and someone else has a broken arm doesn't mean your cut doesn't hurt. Um, that's good. So we need to find the ways to really validate and acknowledge and put words to our pain. That's first. Um, and then we can move into um, ways of kind of expanding the picture. Okay, so what what is reality? Um, are, is it really as hopeless as it feels? Um, is it really as lonely as it feels? Are there things I could do? Um, and you will probably always come up with excuses of why you can't do that thing. 
you always will. And you have to start recognizing um, you have a choice. You always have a choice. Um, no one can make you do it. Um, and so, but the question really comes down to, um, can you do something good for yourself? Just one thing, just do one thing. Doesn't have to, it's not something that feels good, something that is good. Um, oh, that can be good. something as simple as doing one push up, reading one page of a book, calling one friend, eating one piece of lettuce. Um, <laughs> but we start to show ourselves that we can do something, we're not just stuck. Yeah. Um, and um, I think that's going to be unique to everyone again. Some people, it may be, I need to call a friend. I need to just do it and step out of my comfort zone and do that. For other people, it may be more physical that they just feel so sedentary. You need to go for a walk. Um, and so, um, but it has to be a choice and it has to show that you have agency over your life. Um, and while still fully acknowledging that it's hard, because it is, we're not going to, um, invalidate how painful and hard some of this may be, especially for people that are already depressed even before this. Mm -hmm. um, and so being patient, don't minimize people's pain in this. Um, don't just say, I'll be praying for you. Being like, I will pray for you because prayer is real. And also like, how can I be there with you? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you need from me right now? Um, yeah, that's good. So those are, I think, that's a very broad way of kind of giving you each person a framework of thinking about how we can begin to um, maybe combat depression. Um, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And, and kind of just thinking about back at what you just said right now, um, you said to name it. And I think that's really important. And I've heard kind of a phrase that helped me to re remember that you got a name to tame. And so, <laughs> Yeah. You know, making sure you're naming your feelings and your emotions and acknowledging where you're at. But then also, I love that you said that we have agency. Basically, we have a choice. We have a choice. How are we going to live our lives? No one else can live our lives for us. It's our choice. And I love that question. Can I do one good thing for myself today? What one thing is that? And I love that that is so unique to all of us because mm -hmm. all of us find joy and pleasure or we know that there's a good, the good thing, even though we can't feel it, there is still a good thing that we can do that we know is good for us. Yeah. So um, thank you for, for bringing that together. Um, you mentioned uh, in our talks before a, a book, I think it's a thousand gifts mm -hmm. and you were talking about gratitude. And I, I think this is a great place for us to kind of end uh, for the last question for this podcast and blog. Um, how can grat gratitude specifically begin to change our perspective on life? And so can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, even before getting to that book, Brene Brown did some research around joy. Um, and one of the things she came up with is you can't have joy without gratitude. That mm. she, she did all this research and there was not one person she could find that was joyful and wasn't, didn't practice daily gratitude. And so I think that tells us something. Um, that gratitude... Um, is a way that starts to move beyond ourselves um, because pain narrows our focus. Um, we kind of move into more of a survival mode um, of just kind of trying to feel better um, without realizing what's actually going to make us feel better is if we open up and start to see all the things around us. Um, That's good. And yeah. 
and, and name and again, acknowledge the little things that bring us joy, um, things that we're grateful for that we kind of just take for granted because that's what humans do. Like if we get into patterns and just habits and routines, like we kind of stop realizing actually how amazing some of those things are as simple as you have a roof over your head, you have a warm bed to sleep in. Um, maybe you have um, a partner or a parent that's making you food or you have the money to have food or you still have a job. I mean, the list goes on. Mm. Um, but so the way that um, that book, so her name's Anne Voskamp and she wrote this book called A Thousand Gifts. And she was clinically depressed, she had trauma and she went on this journey with God and her spiritual life. And she talked about gratitudes as recognizing the gifts that show up in everyday life, all sorts of gifts. Um, and so what she wanted to do was start to cultivate a practice of actually seeing the gifts that were given. Mm, um, that's good. And, and recognizing, she gave herself the challenge of finding a thousand gifts. And so she kept a journal that she, whenever she saw a gift, she'd write it down. Um, and some of these things were the sun shining through the window, um, the kids' laughter. Um, and some of them were, as she kept going, were a little more messy. They were messier gifts, um, like a, a kid misbehaving. And, and she found the gift in that is she, she focused on that this is still her child, if I see this as a gift, how does that change how I engage my child? And when she really stuck in there with her kid that misbehaved, the kid actually opened up and talked about this greater pain of feeling like um, he wasn't as loved as maybe his siblings. Um, I think that's exactly the story. But wow. it, it was basically, there was a deeper story that because she didn't just reprimand him or, and saw him as gift, um, she was able to really connect with them in a different way. Um, so, um, so recognizing gratitude can really be helpful. Um, it is a practice of recognizing God is always at work with us and ahead of us. Um, and if we can begin to see that, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish the pain or the hard things. It's simply... Um, think of percentage-wise. We could put our focus towards our pain, and that's 100%. We all always see as pain. Or we could do 100% just towards good things. And again, remember, that's minimizing or just kind of staying in depression. What we want to do is kind of share the bandwidth. Um, so we we see the good things and the bad. That way, the the hard things are still acknowledged, but maybe they're only 50% or even less. And we also see the gratitude as well. Um, and so that's, that's where we put our focus and that starts to change how we see the world. Um, we're not as um, in a mindset of scarcity um, that we're kind of in survival mode and there's not enough resources to go around and we need to fight for what is ours, but an openness towards there is so much to be given and maybe I can start to recognize that and then the step after gratitude is generosity um how then do i give out of that abundance once i recognize i do have abundance um because again it is research that 
there is a giver's high. We actually get, we feel good when we give. Um, mm -hmm. And so we shouldn't just do that just to feel good, but there's something in that action of, of being able to give out of abundance that's really important. Yeah, that's good. So it kind of goes with the question again, can I do something good for myself today? That's a good question that we yes. just did earlier, but now also how can I give to others today? Mm -hmm. What's yeah. one thing? Yeah, what's one thing? And I think I would even add another question is, what is one thing that has been done to me that's good? Mm -hmm. Or one thing that I have um, that I've been given, whether it's by another person or um, by, by God, by living in creation. That's good. Yeah. And I love one thing you just said a second ago was there's a deeper story around us. And I think, like you said, when we're in that survival mode and that pain, we get so focused in and we can't, we have tunnel vision, right? We can't see all of the amazing good things that are, that are around us. And so I love that you said, you know, that we need to open up ourselves um, to that pain, but also to gratitude and to the story. So um, thank you so much. No, this is really, really helpful. I mean, even for me right now, I'm like, okay, what are the good things in my life? And man, what are the great things around me right now? And, you know, how can I give to other? Those are just great questions for me personally. Um, and I, I think our audience will really like that too. So it's been my pleasure. This, I mean, yeah. this is a daily practice. And even when I talk about them, I have to, I remind myself of like, oh yeah, that's gratitude. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the gratitude to generosity. Woo. That's good, man. That's fire. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we, last thing we want to do is talk about some resources. I know that you are a voracious reader, and so you have some books that you'd like to share with us. Can you, can you share that? And I'm going to put that also in the links in the podcast and blog as well. So can you share the books you were? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one um, is called The Book of Joy. Um, and this is a conversation between Desmond Tutu, um, huge Christian leader in South Africa, and then the mm -hmm. Dalai Lama. Um, and so it was an interfaith, and they talked about joy and how they find joy. Um, and it is an incredible book from these, these masters, these people that have lived um, suffering and joy at the same time. And then the back, it has a lot of practices on how they do that. Um, so that's one. Um, and then I think the other um, is the book that I mentioned, A Thousand Gifts by Anne Valskamp. Um, it's very much her journey in finding this, but um, I think it's amazing and it's, um, it helps us see someone that even that was in the depth of true clinical depression can walk out of that. Um, and then honestly, any of the Brene Brown books <laughs> um so she's so um, good yeah daring greatly rising strong braving the wilderness um you can also just watch her on netflix or on ted talks um but she really challenges um how people can find well-being and wholehearted living through vulnerability through being courageous um she's done this research of finding people that really live this way and then figure out how they do that and so um I think especially right now, um, as there is a lot of fear um, and there's a lot of isolation, um, it is um, an amazing read. And I think it, it really can be challenging to all of us. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, and yeah, if you haven't heard of Brene Brown right now, just Google her, put her <laughs> in YouTube. Like yeah. you're right. Like that is probably one of the best resources um, that you can go to. And she's such a great communicator and she's yeah. 
she's witty and she's funny in her presentations as well. And so you'll, you'll enjoy Brene Brown. Um, and then also you right now are currently at the Biola Counseling Center, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'm at Biola Counseling Center in La Mirada. Um, we've moved all online as of now um, and we're so open. So um, you can just call in um, and set up an appointment. Um, so that's definitely one of them. The other one, um, another resource is um, Fuller Psychological and Family Services. So at Fuller Seminary, they have a full psych clinic um, and they're all integrated um, professionals, meaning that they're, they integrate faith um, into their work, but they also can work primarily psychologically as well. It's kind of up to each client. Um, and again, they've moved online as well, and they're a great resource. Um, both um, clinics have sliding scale or um, lower cost options, if that is a hardship, which I know it is for many people right now. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, if, if you're really needing some more help, those places are incredible resources. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Noah, thank you so much for being on the Sound Mind podcast and vlog today. I really loved getting to meet you over this. This is insane in this time, um, but thank you so much. And just a reminder to everybody today, if you're going through pain, don't minimalize it. Please acknowledge it, name it to tame it, but also remember that there is this other tension on the other side, that there's great things right now, maybe even uh, the hidden things that you can't see, that if you start focusing up and opening up, um, God will start to show you the good things that are going on in your life as well. And let's hold those two in tension. And that's what I think we really learned from, from Noah today. Um, God be with you and have a wonderful week. And we'll see you on the next episode of Sound Mind Podcast and Blog. Perfect, man. Awesome. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish, and I'm the host of Sound Mind Podcast and Blog. Today, we're talking with Noah Branson about depression and gratitude and how important it is to find the daily little blessings and gifts through this COVID-19 pandemic. Hi, man. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish, and I am the host of Sound Mind Podcast. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish. I am the host of Sound Mind Podcast and Vlog. Today, I'm talking with Noah Branson about depression and gratitude. And today, we focus on finding the little blessings and little gifts and gratitude that helps us through this time of COVID 19 pandemic. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish. I'm the host of Sound Mind Podcast and Vlog.
Today, I'm interviewing Noah Branson, who is a psychologist. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish and I am the host of Sound Mind Podcast and Blog. I want to welcome you here today. Today I'm talking with Noah Branson about gratitude and depression and we talk about the importance in this time about how we combat depression with gratitude. So I hope you enjoy this episode and this podcast today. Hi, my name is Ashton Fish, and I am the SoundMind podcast and blog host. Today, I'm talking with Noah Branson about depression and gratitude. We're talking about how important it is during this time to recognize our pain, but also recognize and live into gratitude. I hope you enjoy this episode today. Mm -hmm. 